there's a spot I can make a desk or something here. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to have to hold it. I could put it in here, maybe. I don't know. I'll figure out a way. Hello. Hello, everybody. Oh. Hello, friends. I'm trying to get this so it's relatively comfortable. Hello, friends. Uh, so, yesterday, uh, I don't know if anybody watched the stream I did yesterday. Uh, I was kind of tripping balls. Uh, and at the end of it, I had, at the, after I finished recording, I sat in my little back area, my little fenced-in area, and I looked up at the sky for a while. And, uh, wouldn't you know it, I ended up having one of those legitimate, like, full-blown Satori moments. Actual enlightenment. Actual transcendence. Like, boop! One second, one with the universe. Whatever you want to call it. Ego death, blah, blah, blah. I was there. And then, oh shit. You guys can't hear me? Can you guys hear me? Someone said there is no sound. Okay, I guess there is sound. I don't know why people are trying to, uh, trying to gaslight poor Kush. I'm trying to talk to you guys, please. Uh, so anyway, I had a moment of complete identification of oneness with the universe. And then, of course, the second it was over, I came back into my body. It became reincarnated, re-embodied as, as me. Uh, and, of course, I started falling away from that moment, you know, as the, the, roll, the, the rock started rolling back down the hill. And I was Sisyphus, and I got to walk down it. And the thing about Sisyphus is, uh, Camus says, you must imagine Sisyphus happy. That's one of those things that just sounds like a Zen cone or something. I understand it now. Because happy Sisyphus is when it gets to the top of the hill as often as possible. Because being on the top of the hill is fun. And walking down the hill, it's not as fun as being on the top of the hill, but it's a lot more fun than pushing the goddamn rock up the hill. So, you just got to increase the, the circuits. You can't keep pushing the hill, the boulder, up one long gradient, which is what most people do. And which we're cursed to do because of our material realities that constrain us and, 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 and chain us. Uh, so as I was coming back to my body and I was going down the hill and falling away, uh, the first word that came into my mind after, because obviously in that time and space, there's no words because language is obliterated. It's not needed because you are one. You don't need to translate. As soon as I come back to my body, the first word, it was, an, it was a, image in the sky of a crashing wave and the word yes. Uh, and I realized that a lot of the like stuff I've been trying to get my head around in terms of like spirituality and, and theology and questions of like uh, body and mind and all these things that have been kind of, I've been working on my head and I feel like I'm making progress, but I've been struggling with cut through the word yes, cut through a lot of it. And it created a symbolic order that allowed me to make sense of everything I've been trying to get my head around. And so since, of, since my specific orientation as age, race, gender, uh, uh, class background, uh, language, culture, all that stuff, when I heard yes, the first thing I thought was the end of uh, Ulysses. 
And I got, and all of a sudden I had one moment of thinking, oh, that's what it's like to have read Ulysses. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. And then I thought, oh, great, now I don't have to read Ulysses. But then I realized I have to read Ulysses now. Uh, even if it's bad, even if it's a slog, even if it's whatever, because it will remind me of that moment. And doing it every day will remind me of that moment and keep me living in a way that gets me there or gets me closer to it. And it will inform my actions and it will inform my behavior towards the people around me and it will make them turn towards that sound. So I'm going to start reading Ulysses and I'm thinking I might do it maybe chapter by chapter on here. Like I said, it doesn't matter if it's good or not. It doesn't matter if it's worth it. What matters is reading it. See, look, this is what I'm thinking, and, and this is, the reason that I'm thinking in these terms is I did a tweet that got a lot of people mad about Better Call Saul, because I said Better Call Saul, in my opinion, suffers for trying to be a prestige show, given the ingredients it has. You've got, uh, you've got Saul Goodman here, played by Bob Odenkirk, a great character we all love, uh, and we've got uh, these great people behind the cast, the great cinematography. And they, but and they, and and it ended up being the show it is with its, you know, basically copying the rhythms of Breaking Bad and becoming a Breaking Bad of explicit prequel, filling in all these gaps of where did Hector get his uh, bell and things like that. That's inevitable as soon as it had to fit the format of a prestige show. And the thing is, is that. As a prestige show, it probably is great. I've watched enough of it. Yes, it fits all of the terms that we discuss when we talk about prestige television. Yes. It is as good. You want to argue? I will say it's as good as Mad Men. It's as good as Break it's as good as Breaking Bad or even better. It's as good as Sopranos. Whatever you want to say, fine. It's good. But it's good in the context of a television show. And the fact is, and I've, I've written about Prestige TV and I've talked a lot about it, and I was trying to articulate something that I've never actually been able to explicitly say in a way that felt to me like it even got what, like, I felt like I was even saying what I meant, let alone if other people understood it. And what I realized after, with this, you know, mental ginsu now to chop everything up that I encounter, uh, is my problem with Better Call Saul is that it is uh, a product of the demiurge. Better Call Saul, like all prestige TV, is a product of the demiurge. Art is an attempt to reach the etheric plane. Art is always an attempt to strike at the heart of the universe, to strike God and become God. Every piece of every attempt at art is that. In some small way, the way that the person making it can do or try to do. It's the urge to do it. But then... There's the reality, the embodied reality of being a person, being a body that has needs, and that there's no material needs that shape the world and limit us. That's what the Gnostics talked about. That's what, uh, that's what the Demiurge, the evil god who creates this material world that's an illusion below the, the, uh, the spiritual realm. Like in this case, if we're talking about art, specifically in the context of art, uh, you know, in an objective sense, television is a more degraded form of art than literature by the very simple fact that it is more commercial. 
And you might say, well, uh, uh, you know, uh, Stephen King makes a lot of money and blah, blah. No, what I mean by that is a book, a, the writing of a book and the publication of a book are relatively capital unintensive. Making a television show is cap much more by by like by by exponential numbers more capitally intensive than a book, which means that whatever art is in it has been constrained by being a product of a commercial enterprise. And so that means that television will be, it can be good. Every show could be fun. Every show, you should enjoy every program you watch. Either stop watching it if you can't find yourself enjoying it, or find something about it that speaks to you. Everything should be enjoyable, uh, artistically. And if it isn't, then you just don't, you shouldn't find something that will, something that you can work with. Because some things aren't going to work because the, the talent of the people involved, the amount of resources put to it, the amount of commercialism leavened within it, that it's going to hit you and it's going to make it hard. That is why I, I, see, I see Better Call Saul and I go, ugh, because it just reminds me that we're all praying to this like degraded version of art. And the reason we are is because we have been immiserated, like culturally. The capitalism has done that to us. Uh, that's not a. That's not something you can argue. Like our tastes are more broad, and people optimists like to say, "Oh, you're being a snob." But I'm recognizing a goddamn uh, reality here, which is that there's a structural difference between art, depending on how much uh, they're they are required to make money. The degree to which a piece of art needs to make money to be worth the endeavor leavens its artistic, per, its individual artistic expression because it has to be translatable to the largest possible group. And the art in translation gets lost. And so that's fine. You can find the sparks. You can find the things you like in anything, including Breaking Bad. But what happened is, is because we have been, we've lost free time, we've lost energy, we've, 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 we've lost the ability to take a small moment and treasure something and really dig into it that we need our entertainments to be go down easier they have to be uh absorbable because we don't have the energy the mental or spiritual energy to sit with anything because of where we are because of how degraded our conditions are because of our bodies essentially all these institutions capitalism feudalism before it slave labor uh, uh, every every class order created was created to uh, to manage the issue of getting bodies, keeping bodies alive, basically. Um, and that creates our structures. It creates our economic structures. It creates our art. It creates our culture. It creates our personalities. It creates our religions. It creates our ideologies. It, it creates everything. It creates this computer. It creates this phone. It creates this shirt. Uh, and, and it creates the systems that create the exploitation, uh, hyper-exploitation that go into making the shirts. And the, 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 the gunpoint uh, uh, slave uh, coal tan mining that makes this, uh, this uh, phone. And those things are all necessary to the degree to which they um, allow for the bodies, human bodies, to be restored... Uh, 
But then there's the temptation to seek pleasure. And pleasure always comes at the expense of someone else. And pleasure also always comes at the expense of us. Always. All pleasure is at the expense of others and at a, the expense of ourself. Karma. Um, and so these institutions get warped. The, out of the crooked timber of humanity, no straight thing was ever made. What that means is the crookedness is the fact that we have bodies. And that's not a sin. It's not bad. You need to get the... The Christian thing is another, another mistranslation from the initial... Uh, 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 from the initial true divining of, like, reality, the material world gets in the way and it gets baffled. And so Christianity gets muddled up with all this stuff. And so when you say the, bo the, like, uh, the body creates this world, that's like, well, that's bad. No, it's not bad. It's inevitable. It's, it's, it's inherent. We, we have to deal with it. We have to create a society that minimizes uh, 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 suffering by spreading pleasure out as broadly as possible, not concentrating on any individual, because that doing so creates a situation where you cause misery to all the people whose exploitation goes into the pleasure of that one person, and then that person's pleasure, guess what? It's fleeting. It's going away. They're going to face the flames of, uh, of judgment, which is the coming of death, with the terror of hell in their heart. Um... There's no stopping it. And so no one has gotten any kind of benefit out of that arrangement. We've, we have to have some suffering and pleasure just to keep the bodies going, but it should be spread out. That's where the dialect comes in, and that is why, uh, like somebody said, go back to Marxism. I'm sorry, but this moment made me realize that like, these are nesting series of thoughts and ideologies and like structures. And guess what? Nesting in here is dialectical materialism because that is how these this... Truth is, um, like certain systems, like maybe Gnosticism or Buddhism or something, or the Dark Tower, or fucking I was talking about uh, uh, Infinite Jest the other day, and maybe Ulysses. Those things help uh, structure, um, like your thoughts, and make it make it easier for you to behave in a way that that reduces suffering. Uh, but then you need structures within other people, amongst people, in the social realm of economic production and political economy that need to serve those ends as well. And dialectal materialism is the drive towards that. It is the drive towards a world where everyone is free of the bodily uh, 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 needs, bodily um, temptations and distractions is the word to reach full enlightenment. And like when people talk about fully, fully automated luxury space communism, there's a lot wrong with that notion, but the true thing it's reckoning with is that the only way for universal human enlightenment, which if enlightenment is the individual goal, as it well should be, then presumably it is the universal goal for all humans, then you need some sort of taming and, and, uh, and instrumentalizing of technology toward the goal of human uh, 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 enlightenment, as opposed to the, the dark uh, singularity we're moving toward, where the machine takes over and totally annihilates human uh, spirituality completely and turns us into machines. Um, 
And so we don't want that. And so how do we stop one or the other? How do we get to this? And how do we push? How do we push that? Uh, yeah, but you, it requires a lack until you get to the top. And you don't get there and stay there. It's a process. You go back. You go back and you come back. And you go back and you come back. It's pushing the fucking boulder up the hill. That's why it's compatible. God damn. Gotta get... Never mind. But, um... So, if we want that version, where all where universal enlightenment, then it requires, uh, in my view, and I might be, and the thing is, I am wrong. At some point in time in the future, I am wrong. I think I'm right now, and I think I am right now. I have enough history around me, and I think I'm smart enough and compassionate enough together to figure out, like, broadly what's right. More specifically, as it gets drilled down, I don't have the information. Uh, or the intelligence to specifically answer questions of techno technological uh, uh, like technological questions, social questions, whatever. But broadly, I think I'm right. Uh, but I'm not right forever. At some point, my my what I'm uh, at some point in the future, at some point in space time, what everything I think is going to be wrong. Every single thing, and that's true of you too. Every human being, every single thing you have ever thought, every decision you have ever made has been wrong. And we are all, in fact, the 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 um, the sum total of our wrong choices. So this is all a way of saying that you can enjoy Better Call Saul. To enjoy Better Call Saul, of course, it make, doesn't make sense to watch it if you're not going to enjoy it. Watching it to get mad at it, you're getting pleasure somewhere else. And at the end of the day, the pleasure is at other's expense because what are you going to do? You're going to go online like I have a million times and like kick people in the dick and say, ah, fuck you. This show's stupid and you're dumb for liking it. That's the pleasure I get out of it. And that's at someone else's expense is all pleasure is. Um, see, what makes a decision right or wrong, buddy? Exactly. It's not defined until uh, afterwards. It's only retrospectively known. Because all time has already happened. Everything has already happened. Everything has already happened. And when I say everything, I mean not just in your life. I mean the lives of all beings to exist or ever will exist. But so, you can enjoy Better Call Saul, but you see the way people are defensive about the show and to see the way they get mad about it and the way they write, and even if they're not mad, the way they insist on its greatness, it's because they have decided that Instead of acknowledging the lack at the heart of prestige TV as a concept, instead of saying, oh, this is sad that, that now we have to get our real like artistic nourishment from something this just banalized, it's banalized. It has to be because it's commercial. It has to be banalized. And I'm and, and, and this is and I have to squeeze. I have to try so hard to squeeze meaning out of it, not uh, for the sh not for my enjoyment of the show, but to convince other people and myself that watching this is actually good. And that's where that's why that's the sad. That's why your love of if you're say yeah. Bring back. It's like it's not necessarily bad. It's not. It's not going to doom you to like it in that way. But it it implies a 
attachment to something that is degraded without acknowledging and recognizing the degradation. And without the ability to recognize the degradation, you cannot act in a way in your life to move away from degradation, both in your interpersonal relationships, in your preferences, what you do with your time, and what you think politics should be and how you should activate, uh, act on political beliefs. If, if prestige TV is good enough, then what else, why do you need to change anything? See, here we go. Somebody says, so commercial art is bad. No, no art is bad. The goodness of an... Every individual's relationship to a piece of art is completely individualized. And it's a, and it's a result of translation. Because all art is translation. All existence is translation. Your brain literally translating to you through language what is happening to it. First in symbols, first in senses, then in symbols, then in words. Words to yourself, and then words to others. At every level, the translation breaks down. There is loss between every level of translation. And um, by the time you're trying to express an idea through art, you're way down here. You're so degraded. But there's still, if you're talented enough, and enough people see it, and if you're collaborating with others and you make something together, which because collaboration is, a, is, 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 that's what, like, that's depending on the art form helps uh, uh, in the project. It helps signal boost, like and and, and bring together uh, uh, you know individual insights and individual talents, um, and it creates something. So there's something to it. There's a spark to all art. It's just either the talent was not there to to express it fully, or. Um, or it was a piece of cynical dog shit. Uh, but even the cynical dog shit will have things in it that might be enjoyable. You can watch a piece of cynical dog shit with the right frame of mind and enjoy it. The danger is when you mistake the shadows for the figures. And that is what prestige television does. If we just accepted, yeah, TV, it's, it's the idiot box. Uh, the shows could be the same, have the same stuff, and, and it would be fine. But... A, a culture that requires television to be good is one that has not acknowledged its barriers. Exactly. The map is not the territory. Yeah, see, like, this is all this stuff. Like, the Plato stuff, I never really got. Now I get it. Gnosticism, I never really got. I feel like I get it. And, of course, I get it less now than I did yesterday, and I will get it less tomorrow that I do today. My task is to get back, is to remember that moment, remember what I knew then, and try to find it again. And the way to do that is by daily acts, by the Eightfold Path, by the Path of the Beam. What that really means is not just, I'm going to say Epic Pack of the Beam when I see like a fucking uh, uh, Stephen King reference. It means doing my relationships with other people at my every action informed by the knowledge of what is there, the imminence beyond behind reality, the real the real universe beyond the demurgical one, and then trying to get there. And so that means I've got to uh that means these reading projects, it's not about learning something, it's about relearning something, because you don't know anything. You only have echoing uh 
clanging notions in your head, a lot of them contradict each other. And the only way to thread them together in a way to make them useful is to sit with them. And that is not something that anything we do uh, encourages. Not something anything in our culture encourages, is sitting with these questions. Yes, existential materialism, whatever you want to call it, Gnosticism, whatever you guys want to say. Uh... Well, we're going to put these, if you've missed anything, you can go back. These the, these now uh, update to my, uh, they don't go to the stories anymore, I guess, ask Instagram why, but now they go to the time, the, the grid, I guess they're called. So if you missed anything, you can check that. Uh, and all this while the Cheeto in the White House, what the hell? Because... Like, Gnosticism says we, this is a degraded uh, uh, shadow realm. It is. It's a degraded shadow realm of material reality. But we have to work with it. How do we work with it? How do we, put, how do we thread it? How do we push it in a direction that leads towards the chance for more, as many people as possible to achieve transcendence and t- direct it back to themselves in the future and to everyone else who can hear them in their lives and people around them? Um, it's by, by the dialect. It's by... Or it's by uh, by resolving contradiction. Because contradiction is at the heart of existence. No and yes. The universe, the universe is yes. And it's always there. And it is outside of space and time. The world is no. And it is, and we are all, every person, every being in the universe, every, every photon, every chain of chemicals, every, every anything, those things are all knows those are different levels of rejecting and the thing is there aren't that many of them but there doesn't need to be because yes it exists outside of space and time it is the accumulation of knows over this endless spans they are accumulated in actual reality in, in this world and you got to get back to yes and the thing is, I say that and you hear it and it's like, what does that mean? And for me, these words, getting back to yes, they're freighted with my memory of this experience. You are only hearing my words retell it, which is fraudulence, as Nietzsche points out. All language is a lie. Uh, all I can do is use my talents to such extent that they exist and, uh, and my will, my morality to uh, my intellect, to, sh- to, um, to try to push in the direction of the good. Uh, so that's Better Call Saul. Like I said, I'm sure half of this is totally incoherent. It makes sense to me, but that's because I experienced it. And my hope is, is that by like trying to take this seriously as a practice of mind, I will stay close enough to this that I can occasionally get back there. And when I come back, hopefully I'll have an even better vocabulary. Because I've had these moments before. They're all drug-related because I'm a cheater, because I'm a lazy shit, because I have bad morality. I have, I mean, not bad morality. See, once again, the judgmental. I, my, my bad and good traits, all of my bad and good traits, intellectually, and morally, whatever, were fixed in time by the mistakes of others. 
it is still my duty then to live with them and and proceed with them and try to uh, use what I have that's good, minimize what I have that's bad. That is my task. That is why uh, both we are both totally determined. All activities, all all actions are fully determined physically. Absolutely. And yet you still have free will. Yeah, no, I'm hoping to meditate more as well. Um, the sublime, exactly. That's what we're talking about. Uh, and like... People come at that from different ways, like, and different things c- contribute to your ability to get there. And like my specific combination of abilities and and uh, 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 my my character traits, both positive and negative, that have been fixed by by others, got me a spot to see a couple of these moments. And every time I came back with a little more of it that made sense, and then it would go away. And the fact that I was only able to articulate it somewhat is part of what made it go away because I couldn't convince myself to keep trying because I couldn't even I couldn't even keep translating it to myself because I kept forgetting it because I was not in that present moment of mind. And now that I have an even more like coherent vocabulary for it that actually makes sense, uh, I'm hoping that I can express that every day. I can already feel it. Like right now it feels different. Uh, but like I said... It goes away with time. And that's the thing to remember. Nobody really believes... All beliefs are acted upon. And if you don't act on your beliefs, you don't really believe them. And, like, the thing is, that doesn't just mean big, lofty, uh, like, ideological blows. Like, literally down to, you know, uh, true, false, like, objective, uh, uh, same as a fact. If you don't believe something, you don't act on it. And I need to believe this in order to act on it, which means I have to keep... In that mind space. Because in that mind space, I know with full certainty that I am correct. And the thing is, it doesn't matter if I'm not, because there is no, there's no one to check. It's my body. It's my consciousness. It's going to end at some point. I want it to end. I want to be able to end, greet death with a smile by having at least come close enough to the ineffable that maybe I can grab for the ring. You know what I mean? Or, or get there whenever I want. I mean, obviously, that's the Buddhist... Uh, like end state, uh, which is very difficult to achieve. Why? Because you have to actually have fucking uh, material conditions met. Like you have relationships with people. You are meshed in a social network that has to be nourished. So that means that it doesn't matter if I, there is no right or wrong. There is no, uh, there's no one's going to check the score. After I die, no one's going to look at my test results. It's all about what happens in the interim between those two cosmic mistakes my life, my birth, which is the result of the accumulated mistakes of everyone leading up to that moment, and my death, which will be caused by the accumulated mistakes of everyone else, and myself, but of course those mistakes were caused by other people's mistakes. Because, as I said, all acts are fully uh, determined. See this person saying, oh, you can do things without thinking about your actions. Exactly. Exactly. You're not thinking about your actions. So you are carrying out a belief. That's the actual belief. The thing you think, you don't really think. You think you think it, but you don't really think it. If you really did, you'd act that way. It's not, it's like, I really believe it. No, you don't. And it's like, 
if it gets up into like if you guys are talking about political stuff like Marxism or like socialism or something, those are so huge and amorphous that like it's impo- it was it's impossible to tie them to enough direct actions to say one way or the other. But they trickle down into specific premises. And if you do not really believe the premise, you will not act on it. It's unconscious, but it's real. And the thing is, is that people are so fucking afraid of being wrong. And the thing I realize is that you must always know how that you are wrong. You are wrong. Something deeply, something that you believe in the soul is wrong. It might not be wrong now. You might live your entire life and that thing you believe is true. But at some point, it won't be true anymore. Every fact statement ever was true at some point. There's a famous uh, Bertrand Russell uh, uh, philosophical, like, uh, 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 proposition where he he's talking about like he's talking about uh, language as like order how like a, a sentence that's that's correct without being correct and his pres and his example was the sentence the present king of France is bald right that was his that was his hip pocket uh, example and of course that is. The, the, the words in that sentence make sense. They're, they're in the right order, and it gives you meaning, but there is no present king of France. So his hair, or its non-existence is... But the thing is, there was a bald king of France. The, the, one of the Carolingians was fucking Charles the Bald. And, every, and, and if you think outside of your life, if you think outside of uh, this world, and think of the nested, nested, nested... Tesseracting, expanding multiple versions of you, multiple versions of Earth um, that exist, then it's happened somewhere. All, all, all of them have happened somewhere. So every statement, every belief is true at some point. And it's your job in life to, to in good faith, seek uh, uh, truth. Knowing that you will fail. Knowing that you will fail. Knowing that the vast majority of us will, 99.999% of us die in fear and horror. Uh, and, um, and knowing that all you can do is try. And see, like somebody said, unfalsifiable. How could you falsify anything? You can't falsify. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I googled this. I'm pretty sure he said that. Yeah, Bertrand Russell, the present king of French. Why do you people gaslight me? Or are you like trying to make a? I don't know. I shouldn't care. See, this is the thing I need to remember. It doesn't matter if it's correct or not. It doesn't matter if I'm right or not. I just need to try to communicate. To people, and if I'm good enough at doing it, and I try long enough and hard enough, is the real important thing. Then hopefully somebody will get something out of it, and it will help them, and it will help me. Uh, exactly. Many don't try because they don't know how to, and that's why this has to be divorced from judgment. You 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 have to divorce this from judgment. Like a person who is unable to 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 like a child soldier in Liberia, 
they're they are fixed by others' mistakes and others' uh, uh, weaknesses. Uh, uh, fucking Donald Trump Jr. is fixed by the and Donald Trump himself, Hitler, all fixed. They still had a responsibility to 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 seek truth, and they failed. But they failed because of specific uh, uh, limitations imposed on them from outside. And so all we could do is try to live in accordance with beliefs as close to enlightenment as possible so that we can speak them and live them to others so that they can live them to others. It's like a fucking multi-level marketing scheme. It's, it's a Ponzi scheme that ends with the world being universally enlightened and the universe winking out of existence. Because the Demiurge, spoiler alert, the evil god who created this material fake world, guess what? It's me. Spoiler alert, it's also you. Every one of us is God and every one of us is the Demiurge. And the Demiurge in material form is the accumulated bad decisions of every human being. And then within us, the Demiurge is that which accepts that reality of face value. So, and see, like, I was thinking about this the other night. Like, while I was thinking about, I thought about Jordan Peterson. And Jordan Peterson's shit about, um, about, like, uh, dragons of chaos. It's like, he is getting at real things. Real dialectical, dialectical, uh, uh, engagements. Real binaries. But his premises elsewhere are wrong. So he reaches bad conclusions from an essentially base, correct. And then you get people... Who and the thing is, like the most of the people who get mad at Peterson have not gotten as deep as him. They are treading in shallower water. They are more trapped by the material uh, restraints than him. But um, they're they're right. They're more right than him in other ways. They have a, they they understand like the re, the implications and reality of like social structures and politics and economics better than him. Maybe so they are he is wrong and they are right even though he is right and they are wrong just at different times and at different places and it's about twisting all of these into an arrangement where all of the fucking gunk and and uh and uh blocks are gone and the light can shine through it's like imagine like your consciousness the universe it's like the dark tower it's like a spindle it's like uh, a fucking finger trap or like one of those uh, what the hell is that uh, codex and there's all these different arrays, these binaries these interlacing binaries and you have to get all the yeses on one side and all the noes on the other but figuring that out is the work of life and it's a collaborative work and you might be right down here in one part of the puzzle, and you're wrong up here, and guess what? You're fucked. You're just as fucked as somebody who's wrong up here and right down there, which is what you see with these awful, just dispiriting battles between I.D. Paul people and, and the alt-right Nazis or whatever, and like trad cats versus, uh, you know, uh, sex workers. It's like they have all gotten something correct, but, there are th- but they are accepting certain theses that are wrong. They're set, expecting certain fundamental theses. They're accepting features of this superstructure of culture uh, and expectation uh, and value that are generated by capitalism at face value. It's just different. 
No, the reason you behave morally is because if you behave morally, it, other people respond to it. That's why. And if you maintain morality, even if they don't, you acknowledge and recognize why they aren't. It's collaborative. Yes, it's being mostly right. But not just on a, like, there's that less wrong subreddit where they all want to fucking, like, put a USB cord in their dick or whatever. They're thinking in terms entirely of intellect. Like, we're going to split time and I'm going to live forever in a robot body. No, you're not. You're not going to live forever in a fucking robot body. And even if you did, guess what? There is not finite, there's a finite amount of energy in the universe. So after, what, you get to be a floating robot body for, what, five million years? How, how is your brain? How is your, what, you, what is your life like? What is your, what is, how is your heaven? It's hell. It's eternal hell until death. Congratulations. But it's less wrong on the axis of intellect and rationality and insight, but also in feeling and empathy and social coordination and social life. Because the end is coming either way. The end of your life, the end of the universe, the end of Lurf, life on Earth, the end of everything. It will come to an end, and then it will start again. It'll start over again. And you'll get it wrong again. Everyone will get it wrong again, but slightly differently. And then eventually, somewhere, it's already happened, they got it right. Which is why we even have consciousness. Which is why this world even exists. Because at some point, we close the loop. Ah. I'm actually not on any drugs right now. I'm not, I haven't even smoked weed today. I haven't had any alcohol. Uh, I gotta say, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably still gonna smoke weed once in a while as, you know, as, as my weakness, uh, overwhelms me and as I fail, as I will. But right now I don't need it. I'll need it in the future. But the thing is, and this is one thing that defeats so many people's attempts to seek enlightenment is that if they fail once, they're like, I guess I didn't get it. I guess I didn't do it, but it's not, you're never fixed. You're, 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 you aren't, you don't, you aren't anything. You aren't a Marxist. You aren't an American. You aren't a, a, a Christian. You aren't any of that. You are, you are in a quantum state at all times until you act, until your brain thinks a thought and then you act on it. You're not anything. Uh, and that is the mark of mistakes on the world. Uh, how do you close the loop? As I described, universal consciousness. And on a long enough timeline and with enough universes, that will happen, as all things will. Yes, I do, therefore I am, because I remember reading a Derek Jensen, and he's like an Ann Prim, whatever, but... He made a good point about uh, that at the time I thought was stupid. He was talking about like the the awfulness of Cartesian dualism and saying like to see Descartes say I think therefore I am, and he, he wrote I want to go to Descartes and say Rene, do you not also feel? And I was like a nineteen year old like I was Reddit didn't exist, but I would have been on it, uh, going like that's stupid. But now I understand what that means. You need both. They are literally the same thing. They are they are both. They are both 
conditions of uh, consciousness that uh, operate independently and also between each other. Thought and action is flawed. I'll read about your delay. Shut up. It doesn't matter if it's right or not. It doesn't matter. Because, like, of course I don't know the specifics. I haven't done the reading. I, I don't know how to do math, complex math. I can't even count on my fucking fingers. It doesn't matter. What matters is whether it makes me act right. And the reading gets you to act right. You don't learn anything. You don't become something by reading it. The act of reading it and thinking inflects your behavior. Right, because no is the other. No is recognizing the other. Yeah, I don't see how that contradicts what I said. That uh, yes, your 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 autonomic system acts before you, but that's uh, that's physiological, and that's just the same translation system. And there's a delay because of that, but you still then something comes into your mind, and it's determined by what you've interacted with. Like what I'm saying is, this is all determined. It's all determined, but you still have to act. But the thing is, you 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 always recognize the other, even if you say you don't. You are, whether it's to to try to uh, embrace or to destroy. It's a recognition of the other, no matter what. Like the other is not just like a minority or another language. The other is your fucking mom. You know, the other is literally every other uh, conscious being that you encounter, who's who reminds you of your subjectivity, or your objectivity rather. Because being an object and a subject is essentially a contradiction, and it freaks out your brain. And we've been trying to like get back to to harmony, and it's very difficult because of the the uh, conditions that our bodies require to uh, to maintain them. Uh, all right. Well, it looks like everyone's mad at me. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just trying to work some stuff out. Uh, I'm not going to try to argue with anybody, especially over the thing, but especially, like I said, I'm probably describing a lot of this incorrectly because I'm not a genius. I just know what I felt and I know what is the closest human words to what it felt like. And like I said, it can't be wrong because I know it was right. And it's like, if I act on it, and it results in people getting mad at me, and every like a like a as Raylan Given said, you run into an asshole in the morning, you, you ran into an asshole. You run into an asshole all day, you're the asshole, and that's the thing. It's totally subjective, but it also confronts reality because you have to practice it. And then, what does it get you? That's the question. What does it get you? And it's like, oh yeah, you can be a piece of shit and acquire all this money and wealth and stuff. Yeah, okay, but uh, you're still at base. Miserable. Your pleasures are fleeting. And very few people can even... And your hoarding of pleasure means that others can't even... Are, 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 other people are denied uh, basic pleasures. Like the ones that all humans require. Not, not the Baroque, disgusting ones that are 
uh, machinery of exploitation offer up to us in lieu of uh, freedom. The cat is being locked in here with me because she's causing too much shenanigans in the other room. There's nothing I can do. There's. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to get the cat over here <clears throat> so he can stop being so sad. Buddy, what's your problem? You want a pet? I think you really want to go in the other room. No. Oh. Yeah, see, I wanted to be, I wanted to pet the cat, but the thing is, I have, I have, I have taught the cat to treat me poorly by uh, scorning him by by not being there in a moment and like acknowledging his needs and now he doesn't trust me and nor should he that's karma that's literally what karma is good or bad so now he won't come over here maybe over time if I behave differently now he will come over to me but I have to earn it and he has to respond to my attempts to earn it uh and some people are compatible that way, and some people aren't. And there's no judging it. You just have to acknowledge and understand. That's what it is. It's all understanding. That is the task of all humans. And I don't mean it, it, what you can understand. Like not like like uh, these these enlightenment says. Oh, understand your reason. It's like that is insufficient. We've seen what just. Uh, 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 just tempering your blade of reason gets you. It gets you a planet that is dying. It gets you a, a, a population that is miserable and immiserated and sick and 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 unfree everywhere. No, clo- uh, absolutely howling in the fucking cages, like a, like a, like experimental uh, rhesus monkeys. That's what that's what pure. But it's like you can't not have it because that's how you build capacity to allow material satiation of needs by industry by by technology by the application of human reason to the material world but by itself it gives you annihilation it gives you the holocaust exactly it gives you uh it gives you nuclear war it gives you climate change uh it needs it needs to be tempered and uh it's tempered by cooperation. Like, like when I say morality, and I say a moral sense, when I say my my virtues, those are all produced by my relationship with other people. They're entire. They're not within me. None of them are. They're entirely outside. Intellect is interior. You get information from outside. You and then your intellect is basically the sum total of your experience of other people's information. But your morality is entirely the product of your interaction with other people. And it's entirely a synthesis of, of, of other people's treatment of you and your response to that. And I'm going to try to be nicer to the cat. The other night she was yowing, and instead of getting mad at her, I just said, well, what do you need? Usually, uh, she has the food and water. Should I scoop the bo- box? And it's like, oh, yeah, I scooped the box. She went in there, and now she's not meowing. 
Right now she wants to go in the other room, sadly. So, and that's what Ralston Stahl talks about with Voltaire's Bastards, is pure rationality uh, instrumentalizes humans to the degree that human civilization is no longer viable. Because we're not people anymore. We're instruments. And that's what we're headed towards. Doesn't have to be. And we're all working on what way, and some of us are right and some of us are wrong. None of us, no, I'm sorry. Some of us are less wrong than others. And if enough of the less wrong are able to cooperate, they can make in the world the proof of their correctness in the world until it becomes, it overtakes the structures that are created by dead mechanistic rationality. <sighs> All right. So that felt nice. I, don't, I hope I don't sound completely insane. Because I don't want to be, because, you know, like this kind of, because I said, like I said, I said, I know it's right to me and it doesn't matter if it's not right to you. Well, it does matter if it's not right to you if what I experience makes me go out and like, you know, take my dick out on the subway and stab people randomly or, you know, uh, hit my neighbor or something. Then then that's, that's dissociative. Then there's a break in me. There is a physical uh, emotional break caused by biology and by the behavior of others and my response to it. Uh, that, um, of course we're living in a simulation, but it doesn't, of course we're living in a simulation. The simulation is, is reality. The simulation is our collective material attempt to reconstruct a world as individuals out of the undifferentiated universal consciousness we emerge from. So like, it doesn't need like that's 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 another point of question. Like the mechanistic, defa- it's like the, the demiurge talked about spirit. Well, we killed God, so it's not about. There's no demiurge because you can't convince anyone of that because we killed God. Uh, so now, oh, it's a machine, but it's the same thing. It's the same purpose. It's it's recognizing the same fallen state of consciousness that was required to just live, related to what we could be. But now we give it a mechanical name rather than a, a spiritual one because we've killed the spirit and replaced it with pure reason, which is what which is what decadence comes from. That's where decadence comes from. That's where all this, like the tradcaths, the trad people are right in the sense that the things we're fi- using to fill the gap are alienating and poisoning, as are all uh, pursuits of pleasure. But they're not they're not inherently evil. They are they are mechanisms of coping, and the degree to which we can we can disconnect the machine. The problem is, is that we have this machinery that turns all of our worst, the, the, all the worst elements of society. Marx talked about this, uh, about like on the Jewish question, like uh, 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 capitalism creates all these dehumanizing conditions uh, between people, uh, and then creates a structure that says actually those. Those uh, 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 those like broken relationships are good. Actually, it's it's that's supposed to, that's supposed to be the way it is. And in fact, here here are X, Y, and Z things you can buy or do or or jobs to take or whatever the fuck places you can be slotted in the honeycomb hierarchy of of, of industry uh, to to indulge them. Oh, poor little guy. 
I don't know specifically. I don't know the. I don't know enough about uh, like neuroscience to say where our thoughts come from. But I do think the thing that generates thoughts and the thing that generated the universe is a fundamental contradiction. And the contradiction is to be a feeling being that perceives itself as feeling. That's where our thoughts come from. And that's what separates humanity from all other beings. Of course, all, all, all other beings have... Le- they're all on the same... They're all on levels of the tower. They're all in different areas. They're all in different spokes of the wheel. We consider ours higher, but that is judge- that's just a judgment. That is, that is a demiurgical uh, uh, spook. Uh, but it's different. It's just different. And that means we have we and that curse and that that blessing uh, gives us the ability to shape this material world in a way that animals that don't have that ability can't, and so we have to try to do it. That is our mission, and we fail that task at a degree to which we put our uh, our our work, our our bodies, our minds towards the towards satisfying uh, physical uh, indulgence, and that doesn't just mean like. Uh, eating a quarter pounder or anything it means accumulate it just it could mean it's, it means simply accumulating surplus value from surplus calories because to have surplus calories means someone is working more than someone else that's the that's where you get the division of labor that's where you get the the, the apple in the garden someone has to work more than someone else because if they don't there's no uh there's no surplus to allow for moment of repose And uh, that is the task of society, civilization. And the hungry ghost says, "No, we, uh, I will make a, I will turn the world, and I will become God. And I will, uh, I will be the only thing in the universe. And the thing is, if you are the only thing in the universe, then you are damned. You are, you are Satan. You're, a, you're actually, you're actually Lucifer Morningstar uh, owned." But if we collectively seek to better each other, spread material suffering as thinly as possible, increase uh, everyone's capacity for uh, play and 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 presentness and thought and and kindness and and uh, all of those things, then then we can restructure. We, we can make this world differently. I mean. Obviously, that's not, there's, it's not like, yeah, yeah, and in your lifetime, everyone's going to transcend to the etheric plane. Of course not. Absurd. I'm saying in some distant galaxy, some thousands of billions, whatever, that might be happening. Here, we're going to fail. We will fail. We will, we will fall short of that. It is without question. How far short is the only difference between one version of reality and one life and another is how far short we fall. And all we can do is push because there's nothing else to do. There's nowhere else to go. There is nowhere else to go. You can the wicked flee or no none pursueth. There's nowhere else to go but inside. The only way out is through.